We've been talking about New Year's real solutions and restarting our lives better. And I think there's a lot of people that kind of feel this need for us to get back to normal and get back to real life in a lot of ways. There's no doubt that we're feeling that and moving towards that as a culture and a society. But I would just say, as we try to restart a little bit better, maybe what we might need to do, might, might want to do, is to maybe reconfigure our lives just a little bit. As we get back into things, maybe we might take some of the things out, maybe give ourselves a little bit more room for grace and space so that our souls might kind of breathe a little deeper and our lives might become a little richer. Um, you know, let me just kind of begin here in this second slide here where TikTok uh, has kind of been this big thing. And I know that I spoke a little bit about social media and Facebook, and I know that some of the young people are like, Facebook, man, I don't even have a Facebook page. I get it. I understand. Some of us olds definitely do have Facebook. That's how we keep up with our youngers. You know, I get it. But TikTok is kind of the latest thing. But the interesting thing about TikTok is, is that there was a big controversy early on as it made its way over because it has tracking software. There's tracking software that lies underneath it, and it's the kind that actually has been banned by Google. And you guys know your Google searches have a way of showing up and following you, don't they? You guys have experienced this, right? You, you search for football tickets, and then over the next three weeks, you can't get away for Want tickets? buy here, click this, you know, whatever it might be. It's almost as if our, our internet lives are following our real lives. And in so many ways, this is true. Um, you know, it's a funny thing. We complain about that, but the truth is, is that Americans check their phone 96 times a day. That was back in 2017 or somewhere in that neighborhood. It hasn't slowed down. It's gotten worse, I have no doubt whatsoever. And because of that, our minds kind of look like this cluttered junk drawer. And daily, we tend to fight things like pop-up ads, you know, some that are designed just for you. I just spoke about that. We fight text messages, direct messages from our social media apps. We hear beans, buzzes, chirs, whoops, alarms, all that stuff. Some of you are ruled by the little red circle in the corner of some of your apps. That notification badge drives you crazy and it's a personal failing if you don't answer them, right? You know what I'm talking about. Some of you type A personalities, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But here in Get Your Life Back, the book that we've been talking a little bit about, there is so much room there for us to just kind of turn some stuff off and allow ourselves some grace. The truth of the matter is, is that John Eldridge talks about in his book how there are things that we may fight on a daily basis. But then he said this in his book. He said, Jesus heard even my surface prayers and he came to my rescue and began to lead me into a number of helps and practices, what I would call graces. Simple things like a one minute pause uh, that were accessible and surprising in their power to restore. I began to enjoy my life with God so much more and I was finally experiencing the more of him that I've been wanting so much. And I began to get my life back. I will just say, I encouraged you guys to be a part of this one minute pause. I've sent that out a number of different times for your phone app. I even heard from a couple of you that you're participating in it, that you're getting involved in it. One of you said it was a real blessing to you as you face kind of a, a moment of crisis and fear in your own life. I personally got involved. I basically challenged you to do it, and I thought there's no way I can challenge somebody to do something that I'm not participating in. 
And I've done that since the first time I mentioned it to you. And it has absolutely been the very thing that it is said to be. It has been a grace for me. Because I have told you and I continue to tell you that the truth is, is that sometimes I go through a full day just from one activity to the next, to the next, to the next. And in the process of it all, I never slow down enough to just give God room to speak to me and myself to have an opportunity to exhale. I'm incredibly busy, but sometimes I feel like I've run all day, accomplished nothing, and felt very, very little at all except for all the negative emotions, the anger, the frustration, the aggravation, but very, very rarely do the things like gratefulness and thankfulness and connectedness and pleasant memories kind of come to my mind. It's almost always the negative that bubbles to the surface when I live at this pace. You probably can totally identify. Today, that brings us to this. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus spends the day with two sisters and one chose good things, but her sister chose the best things. Christ gently reminded Martha that she had made a choice, but not the correct one. I want to just remind you today as we kind of bring this get your life back and real solutions and all of these things that I've been talking about since first Sunday of 2021, I want to remind you that your life and the things that are around you by most of these standards are choices that you and I have made. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, we've allowed things to take control in our life. I, I don't want to be very, <laughs> I want to be very clear. I'm here today because I've got COVID, right? I'm not preaching from the stage. I'm preaching from my own TV, which, you know, maybe Shelly would say always used to happen anyway. I don't know. But anyway, so ultimately, this caught me. But now what do I choose to do? And I'm not trying to make light of, you know, me not having to deal with many of the symptoms where many others have struggled greatly. I'm not saying that at all. But there are a lot of things that have happened to you but most of those things have passed, but we've allowed the residual to continue, the waves to ripple out. We've made choices, whether through commission or omission, by bringing things into our lives, and we're choosing oftentimes the wrong things rather than the best things. And in this passage of Scripture, it's so important. And I would just tell you this also, don't miss this. This narrative that is a part of Christ's life is immediately preceded by the parable of the Good Samaritan, where two really good people, a priest and a Levite, chose to walk on the other side of the road because at least in some small way, they were choosing pace over grace. They are basically choosing to follow the pace of life rather than the embrace of God's goodness. These two men, the priest and the Levite, they had an opportunity in the parable of the Good Samaritan to make an eternal impact, but because they were in a hurry or did not choose, as that word again, choose to get involved, they kept moving and they did not take advantage of an eternal opportunity that God had presented them, but it felt like an interruption. For a lot of us, we need to grasp the fact that what might feel like an interruption may actually be the grace of God given to you to slow your pace so that life doesn't feel like a blur, but instead it begins to feel more and more like a blessing. That's what God intended from the very beginning. And so as we talk about this, here are some of the warning signs. They're deep sighs and frowns. 
winces become the norm. You're distracted during important times and conversations with important people in your life. And yet these little buzzes and whirs and chirps remind you that there's something else going on in the world. So you give half of your attention. You give a shadow of your intention to the thing, attention, excuse me, to the things that you are doing and the people that you say, and I say, belong to us and mean the most to us. We already talked about this. In the first week, we talked about the one-minute pause. We talked about benevolent detachment where we don't have space or room in our life to care about every single thing in the world that might be important. We talked about how you can do the one-minute pause and there's even an app that will help you. In the second week, we talked about how you can simply unplug and how you can drink in beauty. I didn't have a ton of time to go through this, but think about the restoring, healing quality of beauty. That's why people who are convalescing want to be surrounded by flowers or have a view of the garden when they're kind of being nursed and you know brought back to health and life. It is an incredible thing that we spend 93% of our time in a man-made space and only 7% of our time in God-made spaces. And then we wonder why we don't have as much of God in our life as we really want or definitely need. And, but there is the thing, I mean, come back to that point of having choices that we make. We make choices to watch Netflix instead of getting out for a bike ride. But you and I both know the difference that you feel between a one-hour bike ride and a one-hour time spent in Netflix, right? I mean, this is enjoyable, and for the moment, it almost feels like that, that shot of adrenaline and joy. But towards the end of the program, you're almost like, blah. You know, you could feel that feeling of blah and that sense of maybe even having wasted time. Then the third week, we talked a little bit about the hidden life of God in you, how you feed your soul by serving others. And I shared a little bit about that earlier with Second Mile. I won't linger here long. But then we talked in the fourth week, the joy of simple daily life, the things that we enjoy. I talked about that last week. And then, uh, pardon me, two weeks ago. And then the surrendering of the self-life. We talked about how we're often choosing to live in spaces that we know are not really true. They're not really true, like the thing that I talked about with the Bow Wow Challenge or even the Time Magazine cover that says why we're losing the internet to the culture of hate. You're choosing to spend your life in a place where hate is the norm and then wondering why there's less of God in your life than you want. There's some graces that we miss. There are at least four that I did not get to in this great little book. I'm trying to just encourage you. I'm not trying to cover all of the things that he says, but... There are things on this list that might be speaking to you at this very moment. If they're speaking to you, let this be an opportunity to listen to God and say, maybe the pace of my life is something that I need to recover and I need to restart better in my new, uh, in my new year. Here is the big idea. Embracing grace every single day breathes life back into a shadow existence. Embracing grace every single day brings life back from a shadow existence. Now, if we were together, I'd be asking you to say this aloud with me. I'm not doing that today, okay? But don't miss it. If you embrace grace every day, some of these small graces, they will be a blessing to you and you will begin to have life that you can breathe in your soul. Today, I wanna just mention very quickly, allowing for transitions. There are some of you who know exactly what I'm talking about. You rush home 
and then you rush out of the car and rush into the house because you're already running late. Traffic was a bear. You couldn't get through. And so you already know that people are aggravated and angry with you on the inside. So you rush right in. You've never cleared your head. You probably just got off a phone call if you're off at all. And then you sit down at the dinner table because they're waiting for you or you had this long discussion on who should we order from today so that we can grab a bite to eat because we didn't have time to make it. I'm not talking to you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. This is stuff that Shelly and I deal with as well. But the truth of the matter is, is that for many of us, we're choosing a life that puts us at odds with having a peaceful relationship. Sometimes the aggravation of pace is making it more difficult to be a good man, a good woman, a good husband, a good father, a good son, a good daughter. All of these things are conspiring against us, but we're choosing to let them have room in our life. And then every moment that we could dismiss them and dispel them, we grab our cell phones. And I grab my cell phone right now, but it's the video right now, right? And so I understand it's an important tool, but it is a tool and not a master. I know that this sounds like, well, embracing transitions, what do you want me to do? Hey, just take a minute before you leave that last phone call, before you rush into the house, just send a text and say, I'm taking one minute so when I come in, my mind will be clear of the junk I've just left so I can focus and give you the very best of me. You and the kids deserve this. Deep breath. Lord, let that stuff fade and let me be present with the people that I say that I put first. You and my family. And this may sound like, man, Randy, that sounds like a great idea, but hello, you're old. Your kids are grown and gone. I get it. I understand. But can I just tell you something? I know a couple that right now is doing this very thing. They are young. They're in their mid-20s. And every night before they leave, you know, you know the, the living room to go to bed, they have made a space in their home where they turn off the TV and they go and sit in a place where electronic devices are not welcome. They pick up magazines, they pick up books, they sit there and listen to music. And they take a moment and transition for about an hour from the pace of the day to the grace of rest that God desires to give them. They sleep better because there's less UV light coming in and all those different things that the, you know, the medical profession is telling us is doing our bodies damage and no good. And they're giving themselves room for God to speak. And this is not meant to point at you and poke at you in the places that might be uh, unsurrendered. But can I just ask, like, where does God have room to speak to you? I mean, outside of this time that maybe you've created here in the, you know, time for Sunday message and teaching, where does God speak to you? Is it ever happening during the week? Let me just share with you, according to uh, a part and a quote here in Getting Your Life Back, higher emotions such as empathy and compassion emerge from neural processes that are inherently slow. I've shared this over and over because I'm trying to convey to you, you want to be the person that has to take time. <laughs> In other words, you want to be that person that cares about important things, not brushes them off as if they're a distraction or worse, a disturbance. But unless you give yourself some space and some grace, 
the pace will take over and these neural pathways will never actually kick in. You'll pass them right by and those things will be frustrations to you and you'll never feel the emotions that you actually want to feel. Let me just share this with you. You look here in the passage of Scripture in Luke chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. I believe that was read a little earlier. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Isn't that perfect for us in 2021? She came to him. That's Jesus. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one is actually needed. And Mary, your sister, has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Now, I don't want you to miss this. The sister who chose pace, Martha, instead of grace, Mary, experienced bitterness at the other, similar to the older brother in the parable of the prodigal son that we talked about last year, or last week, excuse me. Um, if you look at that and you grasp that both of them were busy doing something and then came into a place where grace and the slowed down pace was needed, they barged in from busyness and they experienced bitterness. For most of us, that's happening all the time. We barge in from busyness and we experience bitterness but it's hard to go back and undo that kind of bitter emotion and reaction. And it can taint your relationships. This is part of why the modern world is toxic to our relationships with our kids, with our girls, with our families, with our boys, with our wives and husbands, with our spouses, with our extended family who might live far away, and also with ourself, and with the God who made us. Here's what I know. I know that some of these things would absolutely be a grace for you. A 20-minute walk, a, a weekly call or text to one friend or family member. Don't, don't try to hit, hit all of them in one week or all of them in one day, but just slow down enough to give yourself the chance to reach out to people that are important but are drifting. A one-minute pause twice a day. You can download that app. A TV or streaming or social media fast one day a week. I'm not saying give them all up and give them up forever, but give yourself one day where you just say, you know what, I'm going to take a deep breath. A daily a one song stop time where you literally just say, I'm going to listen to this song. Not while I'm doing something else, but I'm going to let this song speak to me and revive a place that might be dying inside, touching an emotional side of my life. And you know, you don't want to be ruled by emotions and neither do I. But here's what I will tell you. The head makes great decisions, but it can make a miserable life if it never is connected to the heart. You and I are emotional beings as much as we would love to say we're not. The truth is, is that you are and so am I. And God speaks to us here, but he also speaks to us in the very depth of our soul. And it's a thing that cannot be uttered or understood, but it can only be experienced. But here's the negative. It will never be experienced if your pace leaves no room for God's grace. So this is how you apply by. Choose a practice or two, maybe even more. I don't know, but I wouldn't say, please go to five different things. I'd say one or two, maybe three. 
over the next month that you implement, but even one for this week that you put into your routine immediately so that you're participating in a place where God has space to speak to you the grace that he wants to pour into your life. Now, very quickly, I'm going to kind of expand on something that I shared with you a couple of weeks ago. And it begins here. <laughs> For some of you, let me go back one slide. This is Steve Jobs. He's holding an iPod. Not an iPhone, but an iPod. For some of you, you don't even know what that is. For some of us olds, we know exactly what it is. This is where you could hold your whole library on one single small device. You could take every one of your songs. But the interesting thing is in this particular um, letter and article here, there is some interesting stuff that's said about Neil Young and his relationship with Steve Jobs. When he talked about this, he said, Steve Jobs used to never ever listen to an iPod. He always instead listened to vinyl. The truth of the matter is, is I'm not here to be a vinyl advocate. I don't even have vinyl in my, in my home. So just be clear, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a hipster doofus or snob or anything like that. You know, like that's not me. But here's the deal. The thing is, is that for most of us, we're not experiencing the sound that's found on vinyl that goes beyond the shadow existence that I've spoken about. It's an interesting thing because they've actually done studies and they've figured out that there is emotional connection and pleasure that is found in experiencing the sound of a recording through vinyl that is not found on electronic devices. The truth of the matter is, is that 66% higher pleasure center was activated whenever they heard something on vinyl as when the test subjects heard it over electronics. But the truth of the matter is, is that Spotify, something, I'm not here against Spotify, but Spotify never told you that it wasn't giving you the full sound. You actually have to pay extra for the full sound even today because right now, back in 2014, it was 96 kilobytes per second that were coming through. Today, it is only 160 but they measured the difference between 96 and 256, and 160 falls right in the middle. 14% more powerful on memory creation and 66% higher on pleasure responses. Now, Spotify has evolved. It's in the middle, but it's still not here, much less even further, where it's actually just like vinyl. Here's the problem. For many of us, we've never heard this information we thought we were getting the real thing and we were just getting a shadow of what was true. Now here's where I bring it all down in this way. Restart better. You and I can go through our lives experiencing things visually and virtually, but it doesn't do the same thing when it comes to making an impact in our lives. Our hearts aren't touched when we're running at a furious pace, if we do not give room for grace, then God is pushed to the fringes. The important stuff in our lives becomes secondary. And for you and for me, we can never forget that pace is the enemy of grace. For you and I, if we will give God space, he will flow in and flood us with his grace. If you understand what I'm saying about the shadow existence, 
you know that sometimes it almost feels like you're going through life on autopilot. Like you're barely even happy when you should be very happy. You're barely even sad when you know you should probably be very sad. It's because we've given ourselves no space for real human emotion. Don't allow the shadow existence that is especially easy in our world of social distancing to take over your existence, but give yourself and give the God who loves you and created you to be a vessel of His grace. Give Him room and space to fill you with that. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are a God who desires to fill us with the goodness and the love that we desperately crave. And yet, Lord, you've given us a freedom to choose in our lives. And so often we choose poorly. We choose things that dehydrate our souls and wonder why we're not feeling the strength of God, why we're not feeling the renewal of God. I pray that you would bless us, Lord, with your grace. Fill us with your goodness. And Lord, may we all make a choice that might feel difficult in the moment, but will pay long-term dividends as we give to you the space to fill us with your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Thanks for being here and being a part of today's service. I'll see you soon.